the Andy Show Bates Motel. Today we are doing our season four kind of final wrap up thoughts on the season as a whole. I'm Sue. I'm Em. And I'm Kat. Legata. Legata's with us. For our discussion. Welcome back, everybody. It's been months. I know. I'm so excited to talk about Bates. It was fun. The three of us just... I don't think any of us had watched any of Bates since it ended. And then we binged it, like, quickly. Yeah. I think all three of us binged all ten in the last week. I'd say, if if that. <laughs> Me, just mostly today. <laughs> yeah, I watched them a week ago. I watched five last Saturday and five Sunday, so it's been a week. Okay. okay. But still. Within a week. And then I uh, watched seven of them today. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been in White Pine Bay all day. Nice. It was very fun. Um, for this episode... We're going to maybe do a general discussion, um, kind of our observations, maybe some different viewpoints we might have had through rewatch. Then we're going to do our top five favorite scenes. And then we're going to do our top five Normaro moments. Then we're going to do our favorite quotes. And then I've got a little something I did. I thought... I would, now, there's a portion of the fandom that decided they were going to quit watching the show. And so, I came up with an idea (laughs) that I would write a little fan fiction for them. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) This is a surprise to Sue and Kat. (laughs) This is Emily. Yep, yep, this is Emily. What did you do with Emily? <laughs> what I did is I started. So I I just wanted to create a little something for those fans that aren't going to go on, so they can pretend like this is actually what happened. Okay. Starting from when Norma and Romero were down in the basement, and the telephone rings, and it's Norman wanting to come home. Mm-hmm. So. My world starts when the telephone rings. And then I'm just going to create a little world in which, you know, these are for the people that maybe don't like Psycho. (laughs) Maybe they don't like the movie. They just liked um, Norma and Romero. So it's just a little something for them. Because I feel bad that they don't. for you. that they don't want to keep watching so I thought I'd include them by <laughs> making awesome. a little fan fiction so I'll um, introduce that <laughs> when we got a little feedback we'll be doing that um, probably after the quotes okay. alright yay how was y'all's weekend well Mine was good because I went and saw Clockwork Orange with you guys Friday night. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah. 
I had Bonko last night. That was fun. Right on. And then today, man, I watched episodes 8, 9, and 10 today. Mm-hmm. And just, I finished it around 1 o'clock or so. And I've just felt sad all day. I felt like someone I know died. (laughs) You know, just like that crappy feeling, (laughs) you know? Have you not watched them since the first time? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, so it's been like several months? It's been since May, so yeah, three, four months. And just, man, it's different binging it. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. I had a kind of a different experience. I watched the first one like a couple nights ago. And then last night I watched two. And then I just spent the whole day watching it. And I found I cried during a few scenes early on. Like a few of the episodes. Uh-huh. Just little things. having Because I had never watched any of them since... I knew how it ends. Right, same. So little things would make me cry that, you know, like the the first time. Little things, like, really touched me. And I don't know if it was Eleanor's fault or what, but the last two, she was kind of being a a little pain in my bum. Mm -hmm. So I kept having to pause it, so it was kind of ruining the suspense of the last two. But they didn't bother me as much as, I don't know. They may have, or it was just something sweet about the some of the earlier stuff that got me. But it was super fun binging. I remember saying while we were recording, I'm like, this is going to be a great season to binge. <laughs> yeah, I remember us saying that. And it is. It was a fantastic... I basically binged it in three settings, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just knowing how it ends, just knowing that Norma dies. I know. It it just makes some of the scenes just, like, her final scene with Dylan. Yes. Uh, Oh, that was tough That was tough. Yeah. We didn't even know she was going to die. I know. know? How sad that that's their last. Oh, it's awful. I know. And just... Oh, just how, you know, he's like, you've never been my mother, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, Dylan, and you just want her so bad to say, honey, let's go sit down and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Instead, she's like, can I have the earring, please? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> Don't make this about the earring. <laughs> Wrong answer. Oh, yeah, I found myself a lot more frustrated with Norma and her behavior than before. Maybe it was because I knew what was happening or just something yeah. that she was driving me crazy. Her denial and, oh, it's just... Yeah, in yeah. fact, I also listened to our podcast for the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I remember just talking about how frustrated we were so frustrated, we were so with, frustrated her. with her and just all those points we made about her knowing 
the stuff she denies and shushes to Romero and Dylan, yeah. she knows for a fact are true. We've witnessed her witness yeah. it all. Well, it's like we talked about in the podcast how the timeline, you know, it, when she's doing all this denying, especially that morning when the morning after Norman like goes after Romero with the axe. Yeah. And how the next morning she's like, she, he would never hurt me. You're crazy. Yeah, you, know? Violent, you know, I know. And it's like, it was only like two weeks ago that he was like, mom, let's just, I'm going to kill you. And then kill myself. Mm-hmm. You know, she locked herself in his room running from him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She grabbed that humongous pair of scissors. <laughs> yep. It's just like, ah. Well, we just jumped right into it, didn't I we? I know. It's <laughs> like, all right, that's our thoughts. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you in March. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. I cannot wait till the next season. I am so excited. I know. Ugh. Excited and a little nervous. I know. Totally. <laughs> okay. Um, let me get my notes up. So, what are your thoughts, guys? <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> Uh, that I think season four is my favorite season. I know it's mine. It, I think the thing I am really happy about and that I really noticed on kind of binging is how it really is all about like Norma and Norman. Mm-hmm. It was really nice to not have like a Zane or yes. Yeah. You know, a big B plot, a big B plot. Yeah. There was tiny little ones, but man, nothing that overtook precious screen time to me, you know? No, no, yeah, no Caleb crap. Nothing. I mean, very little. Right. Right. It was just all focused on Norma and Norman. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the only show I can think of that if I ever did a, like, name the seasons in order of how well you like them, they just go four, three, two, one. Hmm. Hopefully think, yeah. that trend stays and it goes five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I've just liked every season better and better. Better than so. the one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, just rewatching it, especially just knowing how it ends. It's just heartbreaking, some of the scenes. Oh, yeah. You know, especially how happy Norma is with Norman in Pineview. <laughs> yeah. Get Norman out of the picture, and she's a happy woman. You know? Yeah, while the show was going on, I was, you know, watching each episode that week four times or so. Right. But I never went back. No, so me neither. I knew each episode very well, but 
and then when the series, when it ended, I just, we got busy doing other stuff, and I never rewatched any of them. Nope. So this was really my first watch of, especially the first five or six, where you don't know how it ends, and that was quite an experience. And I cried in many scenes that I did not cry the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's interesting to watch with the entire season in your brain. Just, you're different. You just kind of, I don't know, also stepping away and rewatching. I do this every year. I'm like, I, like, remember the famous chick's dog? <laughs> stepping yes. away and then rewatching, I'm like, oh, pfft. I totally get the dog now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't have anything quite like that this time, but a few things. I just saw things from a different point of view. Yeah, I, I'd say the um, Norman hallucinating his father didn't make any more sense to me on this rewatch. Nope. So that's still kind of a kind of a what the bip to me. I'm still pulling for them introducing that idea. So it only makes sense to me that Romero gets killed early on mm-hmm. next season. And I just feel like it's that was there to introduce the idea that we can keep uh, Nestor Carbonell through the season by having him hang around Norman like a like his dad did that one time. That's my only guess. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-uh. And it doesn't fit. Did it make sense to you, Kat? Did it? Or was it still well, kind of... Huh? My only theory is that it's... Norman had to create that father persona to kind of validate what he's thinking, that it's Norma who's really the killer. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think I think that thought hit me too that maybe it is his way of someone confirming to him yeah that she is crazy and dangerous and that it's not him, you know. Right. And so if that is what it is I, why I, his father is kind of weird but i guess he'd know who well, killed him yeah i don't it, know but they well, didn't have would, a relationship but i don't know it would kind of have to be someone who's dead who knew who knew norma so yeah i guess it would have to be sam you know keith summers isn't gonna be conjured up. <laughs> <laughs> this is my house <laughs> get out of my house <laughs> oh, and your mom's crazy. Ew, I just had flashes of The Conjuring too. Uh. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if that's if that's the intent, then I'm okay with that. I would just like to know that that's what it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know if we'll get, you know, more explanation than that, just... Just that with dissociative identity disorder, yeah, they conjure up what they need to survive. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I accept that as a reasonable explanation. I do, too. One of the most heartbreaking scenes to me on this rewatch really was the final scene between Norma and Dylan. Yep, that was killer. Man. So sad. So sad. And it's just, it's in that episode where you're just so frustrated with Norma the whole time and her shushing and... Is that the one in the podcast <laughs> where, like, she was handed the script and it's just like, shush, shush, shush. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the scene where she talks to Romero. The morning after the, the morning, acts. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, what? No. He needs to be in my view. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> She's all... Okay, that's the way you want to frame it in your mind. It's like, dude, uh, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, that was in his office later, and yeah, that's the scene where he is just s- makes so much sense, and she's yeah. just Whether or off not the rails. You're the truth. This is the truth. And yeah, um, yeah, that's the scene where she time they see each other, and it's so sad. Uh. Oh, that is their last scene together, huh? Yes. Ugh. It's awful. And their last kiss is being creepily watched by Norman. By Norman. (laughs) (laughs) I cried a lot when Norma... Let's see. It's the scene where Romero's leaving for work and she says it. It's like a movie. No, yeah. Yeah. Except it's not a movie. Yeah, that just got me so much. It's just so tragic. It is a tragic story. It it's really so much is. more tragic than you'd ever I know. <laughs> imagined. Mm-hmm. It just really is. I mean, the one thing that really hit me doing this rewatch is how pretty much every man in her life has treated her badly. And she finally has a man who loves her and isn't going to treat her badly. And, you know, she survived. She's a survivor. She survived her dad. She survived her brother, her two husbands. She survived Keith Summers. And then the person that does her in is her son that she loves the most in the world, you know? Yeah, that that she put all her... That she put all of her faith. She sacrificed everything. Yeah, and he is the one that kills her when so many other people could have or abused her, you know? It just... And, you know, not to mention, she finally found a man that didn't, and she threw him away. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she chose Norman The first man that made her life feel like a movie. All those old movies she loves. Yeah. Made her feel like that Norman's power over her was strong enough to make her throw that away and it was all to her own detriment. Yeah. 
it's a tragedy, is it? She turned a blind eye and put all that faith and yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and it just killed her in the end. It's ugh, you just what watch do you know? It. You watch it all these hours of <laughs> watching her knowledge. I mean, all the seasons of seeing her know that he's killing people. Right. And know that he's dangerous. And then in this season, know that he is capable of killing her. Yeah. And getting him where he needs to be. Yeah. I was so frustrated again in that episode where, you know, I remember just, it was definitely ludicrous to her when Romero and Dylan brought it up that you're not going to let him out, right? <laughs> right. Where he is where he needs to be. She's like, she did not want him out. And then she goes to see him and starts talking to him and breaks down. Yeah. Because he starts getting all he, emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That was her fate sealer. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. It really is. That one little decision. Yeah. And then, also, again, and this frustrated me the first time, but Norman was so on board with getting better. He switched after that strip club scene. He was on the I'm going to get better train. Yep. And then just, he let that one little thing, it's not a real little thing, but finding out that his mom's married and he lost it. Not in, like, a real dramatic way, but the switch was turned, and that was it. Fate was sealed. Yeah. He was yeah. coming home. Yeah, it almost made me question if it was, if he really ever did switch at all in the first place. He probably... I feel like he did. He I did. think he did. I think he did. But I think seeing that newspaper picture... Just broke him. Just... Yep. That trumped everything. Threw that all away. Yep. And the thing about that is that was not about his sickness. That was just Norman Bates to me. Well, you can yeah. blame you can blame him killing his mom. You can blame a lot of stuff on his mental illness. But I felt watching this time that was pure I think Norman's shown to be kind of a dick sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, I love him, but he's got that side of him. And it's, it's Norman. It's not mental illness, Norman. It's Norman. And that. Right. Right. It's remember how much he drove us crazy. Was it season three when like he was trying to make Norma jealous with Emma? Mm -hmm. And we're just like, oh, he's just a little dick. You know, He does have that dickish side of him. He does. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, it's all about no one else can have her but him, you know? Yeah. Which you can argue she created. Yes, you can. But he took it just way too far. He took it way too far. To me, this was, you know, seeing it again and watching the scenes of little Norman... And how Sam treated them, you know, the rape scene, the 
him being drunk and hugging Norman, the pulling the gun on her in the car, you know. I mean, I think she was just trying to make this little safe world for him. Right. You know, like which any mother is would. probably pretty common in those kind of situations. Like, I'll take the abuse, but let me protect my kid from it. You know. Yeah, and she did smother him. She kind of, like, made her the central figure in his life. But most kids have, like, a healthy little rebellion that right. holds that at bay so that they can be normal kids and right. do stuff. But right. Now... <laughs> Now, the scene with Norman and Romero and Norma at dinner, he accuses Norma of trying to let someone get between them. Right. And I just immediately thought, you've done that, too. Let's think about Bradley in season one. How about Cody in season two? Mm hmm. Yes, exactly. He those were times where Norman wanted to break free he you know there was a time where he wanted to move in with dylan and right get some distance and let he let people get in between and then here he is just fully accusing accusing her of doing it none of her other people got between them but now she did and that was not cool with him yeah well i think he notices that this really is true love this isn't just the guy she's sleeping with or, you know. Right. Now, Norma had trouble with him having other girls get between them, but I think she had different motives than pure jealousy. Right. Other viewers may look at it different, but with Bradley, Bradley was the more kind of a, I don't know. We don't really know how, we know that she knew he had blackouts at that point, but it's still a little iffy how sick she knew he was and how much that was motivated by what that was motivated by. Well, I think the Just problem... her need to have him by her side? I think she took an instant disliking to Bradley because Bradley, like, comes over the first day they even live there and invites him out. and. But, you know, I feel like if I moved somewhere new and a boy did that to scout, you know, in a few years, I'd be glad that there's people that are already including her. Right. But, well, I have a different relationship. With my you're, dad. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not Norma Bates, you know, remember how much we laughed at how she just loved Emma from the beginning because yes. Emma was sick and <laughs> Emma didn't have a long lifespan. And so it's like, sure. Okay. Date the dying girl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. With Cody, Cody was a jerk for one. She was very defiant to Norma. Cody was a jerk to all adults. I can see any mother not wanting their son to right. date Cody. She but, was, disrespectful and uh, trouble you know but this is after the Blair Watson stuff where Norma was really nervous and really frightened that he yeah. did something bad so you know I don't think her motivations were very probably in the right place <laughs> yeah anyway I just found that interesting but No, it is interesting it is interesting that 
I think it just shows that they have a confused relationship. They don't know. I think codependent. Yeah. Very codependent. And it made Norman get more than your average sexual feelings for his mother. Right. But she also brushed off. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kissing you. I've kissed you a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean... It just, it's just tragic. That... And it's so frustrating because he's also, like, 18 years old. Yeah. He should be having thoughts of going to college and moving away. (laughs) And letting his mom be happy, finally, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely... Um, I had a thought in the first episode. Um, remember when he was in the hospital and that nurse came and he said he's worried about his mom and we were like, hello, you're like, he just gets brought in and what if he was in an accident with in his an mom? With we his just mom, right. couldn't believe this nurse. Right. Well, I cut her a little slack this time because she was reading his chart and I thought, his chart could be detailed enough to say that he was talking to his invisible mother <laughs> when he was found. Yeah, possibly. But I knew it was a psychotic break. Yeah, I guess so. That's a pretty quick diagnosis, though, because I can. I'm still on board with. Maybe they ought to look into, does he have a concussion or something? Is that what made him act yeah. like that? You know, I mean, I know. Maybe there's signs because they looked in his eyes a lot. I think there's signs yeah. of concussion in the eyes that, and then there's signs of like psychotic fuginess. Right. In the eyes. Yeah. I mean, I, they are the ones in the field. Like, I don't mean, like, the field he was... I mean, like, in the profession. (laughs) I also, by the end of this episode, I totally trusted Emma's mom even less this time. I liked her so much less, too. Not that I liked her before, but I really did not like her at all. Yeah, with everything, you know, that Emma said in the later episodes, just watching it with those eyes this time... I was like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I never did like her, but it was worse this time. I thought, yeah, she has motivations. Did you notice that she ties a scarf around her suitcase just like Emma tied a scarf around her? Oh. Huh. Uh, I didn't. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I thought the uh, I'm gay, you have my card was even better this time. (laughs) Oh, I love that scene. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about it this time that made me laugh even more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I 
Dr. Edwards had kind of a, I had a different take on Dr. Edwards too. Me too. On this watch, just going even from like their first session together and subsequent sessions. I'm like, how can this guy release him? I, I, I said the same thing. Yeah. Watching him, you know, I watched every session of Dr. Edwards and Norman today and I was just flabbergasted. I'm like, yeah. Oh, it was even more frustrating. Totally. I know his hands are tied a little, but holy crap with everything. There's a point where he, you know, mother, when mother comes out in a session, directly threatens him. Threatens him. Right. And And he's been told by Norman that his mother, he thinks his mother, and this is before he knew that he was his mother inside. Right. His mother kills people, and now this mother is threatening him. He needed to put some things together. How could he not put that together? And then, like, I really think he could have. To me, I would think if he at least, he might not have won in court, but if he would have at least filed you know, something with the court saying, I think you should stay, that could have at least bought some time to do more therapy with Norman. And I don't know. It just. I'm guessing he gambled. I think. But what he gambled on was Norman saying, don't you think I'll get better when I'm with the person who makes me feel complete? You know, and it's like, no, that's the last person to me. That's the last person he should be around, you know? Oh, and that last session, he was angry at her. And I mean, it was not a stretch for him going out of that office and killing Romero or, you know, he was just Mm -hmm. so upset. And there's this threatening mom inside him. It, ugh. See, I think he gambled thinking he needs to keep Norman talking to him. Yeah. Like, I think he felt that if, I think he just had to make a judgment call, that maybe he wasn't as dangerous yet, and he thought, well, I think the if I make him stay and I sign a court thing, he'll never talk to me again. He'll never talk to him, yeah. That's, but that's true. seriously, I felt like he had enough to just keep him in pine view anyway. I mean, he hasn't made any progress with Julian. Yeah, I don't but... know. He made the wrong call. I think we can all agree with that, but yes. right. It was frustrating to watch. I couldn't believe those two couldn't keep him in. Yeah. Or didn't keep him in. I That's why I I kind of hope I mean, I want to talk about like our thoughts of season five, like more towards the end, but what kind of role do you think Dr. Edwards is going to have in season five? Yeah, I'm. Cause he signed Norman's release on the contingency that they see that he sees them three times a week. So Norman's not going to drive himself to Pineview, you know? No, it's very interesting because I think there's going to be a house call. 
I do too, and I think he might die, but... I think so too. I think... Or he's somehow going to find out that Norma is dead. Yeah, he's, he's got to find out. I yeah. don't think... I mean, I think that's big enough news that it it's going to come out that his patient's mom died. That's just got to happen. Yeah. He's... I don't know. It's... I have no idea. Because he's going to have to... I just don't... I can see him... Uh, digging when Norman doesn't come for his next appointment. Mm-hmm. Either just showing up. Maybe calling, maybe calling Romero. Well, Romero will be in jail. Uh, See, that's... Yeah. But how would Norman get away with killing him? I don't know. That's... I mean, I picture Dr. Edwards, like, ringing the doorbell and Norman Norman answering the door and just stabby, stabby, stabby. Yeah, hmm. and Dr. Just... Edwards not telling anybody that he's going? Yeah, something like that. And so he just disappears? Maybe leaving the office and like, you know what, I'm going to swing by. I haven't seen Norman. He missed his last appointment or something. I don't know. Because hmm. it just... I want there to be a time jump because I don't want Romero to be in jail. We've only got 10 episodes left and that's just a waste to have him in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where he can't Batman. Yeah. So I want there to be a time jump where Romero's done his time. He's out. But I don't want there to be a time jump because I want to see immediately what happens with Dr. Edwards. And I don't think they'll do that six months later, you know? (laughs) Well, I'm just hoping that they, he's just able to get out on a technicality quickly. Yeah. Like a couple nights, honestly. Right. That's what I'm hoping. Well, he can always get out on bail. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he makes a deal. Maybe. He's, he may have something he can leverage. I mean, all they does. if they don't find Bob and all, I mean, what if, would the three million Rebecca has? That's what I'm thinking. Leverage? I would think so. I mean, someone embezzling and then stealing the money that she embezzled. Uh-huh. That seems to trump him. Just lying, lying that they about had a relationship. His, yeah, because... I mean, like I said before, he just got married. He doesn't want that out there, you know? Yeah. He was trying to protect his wife. And Rebecca can go to jail. That's cool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did we lose Kat? Oh, for a second. Sorry. Okay. I thought I could shut my laptop and still be in, but... (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Yep. So I kind of um I I could okay, thinking of the movie Psycho and knowing where season 5 is going. 
I... Okay, so in Psycho, the investigator and Marion Crane's sister comes. Right. And they figure it out. I saw a possibility that the detective comes to talk to Dr. Edwards, and maybe Dr. Edwards kind of fills the role instead of Marion Crane's sister. Mm. And they kind of work together to try and figure out and they work it out and maybe get killed or Dr. Edwards survives it and the detective doesn't. Something like that. It's possible. I like that. I like it too. I like that because I certainly don't want, I want Dr. Edwards to like play a role in season five. Me too. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to just get killed right away. Because I do like him. And I like that actor. Yeah, I mean, they could do some interesting stuff with him not being able to talk about Norman Mm -hmm. and her asking a lot of questions and then knowing that it's him having the possibility that he killed his mother. Right. But not being able to really say. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. I don't know. They could do some stuff. <laughs> it could also be that, like, Dylan and Emma take over those roles, too. Yes. Especially True. being that instead of Emma's sister, it's her mom. That he, you know. Right. Maybe. So, what's this answer that you got from. Carrie. Okay. So one of our big questions, and Sue and I were split on this, was when Norman was fugue in the attic. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. we know he sees, well, he finds out that Audrey to Cody's dead, and he, he puts the robot, and we know he sees her being killed. Right. And I said he saw his mother do it, and so he has to kill her, and he wants to just die with her. Mm -hmm. And Sue was convinced that he saw himself do it and just wanted them both. Right. He didn't want to live, and he didn't want Norma to live, too. Right. So that was our big question, and Sue and I were split. Where do you fall on it, Kat? I'm... On the side that you're on, M, I think he saw her do it. She's the killer in his mind. Not him. Yep. Okay, so that was the one question we had for Carrie Aaron. So I asked her. Um, so I said, Did Norman see his mom or himself killing Audrey whilst in the attic? And she said, he did not definitely know. He knew it was one of them. That's all he needed to know to make his next decision. What? He didn't know. What do you mean? Well, there's many times in the series that Norman was confused. Oh, yeah. And so this was one of those times. He saw it and he he had second. So it, it works perfectly now. I 
we didn't even consider this that he sought and he didn't know which one. he's just so confused about who's the killer and so he's like we both let's just both go hmm. interesting I told, that's what I said I go interesting never considered that there was not a third option there wasn't because <laughs> he, he sees it like through his POV so well, I guess sometimes he seems to see it from a third person. Yeah, but I don't know if that's just because that's how the show needs to do it. So well, sometimes he sees Norma. Sometimes he talks to her and she's sitting or standing next to him. Right, he does. So both. he sees both. It's weird. Yeah. It's both. I think. I think it's changed now. Like, I think we all agreed. Like in the movie Psycho. When he kills his mom, there's a psychotic break that he never gets back. Right. To where, you know, when he put the gun in his mouth in the show and Chick broke his brain Mm -hmm. and he knew she was dead and so he wanted to kill himself to join her. That, I think what we knew of Norman and his states is gone. And now we're in the next level where... Right. She's just this body next to him is <laughs> well. And in the movie, he talks to her. He talks to the body, and the body talks back. And then he's also her. So it's full. Right. right. Okay. So when he puts the robe on and looks in the mirror in the attic, he just doesn't know. He doesn't know if it's him or her. That he knows that Audrey was killed. And he is his confused, you know, there's times where he's been worried about it and he knows that, you know, Dr. Edwards gave him the info. You turn into your mother. I think he just. Yeah. And Dr. Edwards even asks him, you know, are you aware of this at all? And Norman does say there are times I'm confused when I think I was talking to her and she wasn't there. So he does admit to that confusion. Interesting, huh? Yeah, so I love that. I love that he's like, okay. No I, they left I, it so ambiguous. Yeah, it is ambiguous. It is ambiguous. It, yeah, he's like, I don't trust myself. I don't trust her. I don't know who the killer is, but it's we one of us. So yeah, this is the best thing to do. It kind of makes us both right, and it kind of makes us I know. both wrong. You know? Exactly. I know. I was like, so either of us are right, or are we both right? <laughs> I'm going to say you're both wrong. <laughs> I love you guys, but... Fair. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Okay. And she didn't answer the drink question. What? She's probably like, these people are watching the show way too close. <laughs> I know. That's why I didn't ask her the first time. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. But that I was such a weird choice. I, I gave her a little though. quiz. <laughs> what? I, I got a screenshot of it. Oh. And I <laughs> photo editor and circled it with an arrow to it. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> oh, this was my tweet. <laughs> 
I said, what is this? A, flat Mountain Dew. B, isolus green tea. C, the water they cooked us broccoli in. (laughs) (laughs) She just ignored you. Yep. (laughs) I noticed, though, on this rewatch that there is, like, a huge canister of it on the counter, like a big cooler of it, like a dispenser. Okay, so, like, green tea makes most sense. He just didn't put ice in it? I guess so. You know, like iced tea, but it's pretty green. It is. Green. It's it's green. It could be yellow, whatever. Like that color could be green tea, easily. It could be. It's just weird. It's either going to be hot. You don't see tea like that iced very often at all. It's usually very brown. Right. Maybe it was like Gatorade or something. Kool-Aid. I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's unappetizing, whatever it is. Well, I'm glad we got an answer to the attic one. Yeah, that was the important one. Yeah, because, again, when I was watching it on the rewatch, I was like, he's totally having a moment like he did in the strip club. He... Just now realized he was his mom, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't know. I I was thinking of that with what you said, and and uh, we don't know what happened to scare him so much. That was a good, you know, theory you had. The but mirror. He never. Yeah, he never. Yeah. Out and out said. But that was the breaking point to where he was super on board to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love that he's got that little notebook journal thing and he keeps referring to it and telling Dr. Edward his thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) And I like to think that that was his idea. I don't think Dr. Edwards is like, why don't you keep a journal? I think that was all Norman. Yeah. Oh, I came up with a bit of a crackpot theory. Do tell. Or, you know, alternate thoughts or possibilities. Okay. This is in forever. So in Dr. Edwards' office. Okay, this is the scene I was talking about before where he is just standing up and pacing and talking to Dr. Edwards about Romero and then how his mom's like a fragile baby bird. Remember how we were like that's not her. Like the way he was describing and the situations where he's going to have to pick up the pieces. Right. We're like, right. when has that ever happened? Cause we went through all of her relationships. Right. And it doesn't fit. So, okay. So in Dr. Edward's office, Norman takes a pause while standing up and it, his face, it looks like his mind blanks a little and he takes a few big shaky breaths and then he kind of changes and he he goes and he sits on the couch and then he gives that big bee bird speech. I think Norma took over. I think he secretly turned into mother and he's spinning a web of lies to Dr. Edwards because mother did not like how worked up Norman was becoming. Right. And so she stepped in and she just, she was very subtle. So he didn't notice and maybe we didn't notice the first time. 
Oh. I think she was being very devious. I think he turned into her and then just spun a story that sounded good, that threw Dr. Edwards off. I really like that theory. I really like the idea that Head Norma does that. Like, Yeah, yeah. isn't that a cool thought? Yes, like <laughs> takes over and manipulates and, and lies. I like that. Because he's really worked up. And then he is. just pauses and he takes these shaky breaths. And when Norman gets worked up, a lot of the times he does turn into he mother. He does turn into mother. I like that because it makes that speech make more sense. Uh-huh. Because when I watched it again on the rewatch, I was like, I don't know where he's getting this from, you yeah. know? And it, doesn't it make sense that mother would want to, like, throw him off like that? Like, this is, she does this all the time, and Norman has to pick up her pieces yep. to kind of throw him off on their relationship. Yep. That Norman's like the adult. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Which episode is that in again? That's in Forever. Forever. It's it's um sure? the second yeah yeah it's, it's the second um it's after he's come home and Norma takes oh, him. Oh okay, because yeah. I was like I forgot that he had gone back to see him after he'd gone home. Yeah. yeah, it was the it was after the act scene. It was the next morning. It was his first session after being released. Okay. Oh and yeah. So he's just full of stories about Norma and her new husband to Dr. Edwards, and it's yeah, just like, oh, hello, I'm the sheriff. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the scene. I just couldn't remember which episode it was in. Yeah. It surprised me that it was in one that was after he got home. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. See if I could. Yeah, you should pick up on it. Yeah, I want to rewatch that too, because that really makes a lot of sense. It does, doesn't it? It does. Yep. It makes more sense than Norman saying it. And giving him that she's like a baby bird kind of like paints her as kind of a weakling mm-hmm. to throw him off a little too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She wouldn't hurt a fly, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who thinks of Norma as a baby bird? No way. She's a tough woman, you know? Yep. She is confrontational and that does make a lot more sense because it does. And I like the idea of head Norma just swooping in, swooping in and (laughs) yeah. And just manipulating people and lying and Mm -hmm. spinning things. It makes her a lot more interesting, you know? Yeah. Than just being a killer who just doesn't want other women around her son type thing, you know? Yeah, I hope it's true, because that's, I like that. (laughs) I, yeah, bravo, Em, I like that theory a lot, and I'm going to canon it as true. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Done, because it just makes so much more sense. That's Yes Mother's official stance on that scene yeah cool um so watching the dylan romero scene in the diner again Mm -hmm. you know how i really really took alex's side about 
it's not like he was saying he was going to do it now. You know, right. I kind of watching it again. <laughs> I'm kind of changing my tune. Oh, really? I think he might have been thinking of committing Norman more seriously than I was thinking. But, you know, with that said, if I was in Romero's position, I would. Right. I, if I'm that worried about the person I love and they are that denially and shushy, mm-hmm. I might, I might do the same thing. I'm sorry, but sometimes you have to protect the ones you they love you love from themselves, even yeah. if that means they hate you. Exactly. I mean, I'm all about letting people have their independence and letting the chips fall where they may. But once in a while, when there's mental illness involved, well, and Norman, I can't say I wouldn't be totally doing what Romero was doing and. This was the day after the axe scene. Yeah. And, but I mean, Romero still did say, if it comes to this, you know, so it's not like he had the paperwork there ready for Dylan to sign. You know, and the fact that he's right. And Norman actually kills her that night. It's validating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll put it this way. I think if Dylan had said, hell yeah, let's, let's do it. I think they would have been like, all right, let's do it. You know, he might have tried one more time. Yeah. One more time to talk sense into Norma. Yeah. I have one more question for Carrie. I want to know what Romero did that night and what was in his brain before he went in and walked into that house. I want to know his motivations, his worries, and what he did. When he found Norma dead that night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he finally drove over to her house to, was it to check on her? Probably, you know. We just don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Did he get that weird, just something's wrong feeling? Yeah. I. In my mind, he's at home... Drank a couple of cognacs or whatever he drinks, you know, whiskey, whiskeys, and probably sat there for a while saying, do like, I go over there? No. Should I go over there? Right. And I think his motivation for going over there was to make sure that she was safe. Cause I, it was just still the next day after Norman wielding the ax and him saying, I am not leaving you. Alone I'm not leaving. House. Right. And I really think that protection came over. I I don't think he went over there to make up with her. No, I feel the same way. And I think he just didn't like the feel of the house because he's just got this look on his face. Oh, yeah. He pulled up and every light is off. And we don't know what time it was. I'd love to know that, too. I know. I know. I I I want the timeline. I was like, dang it, I wish there had been like an alarm clock or something on that. I would have loved a timeline. Just to kind of get an idea of what time it was. Yeah, because it didn't seem like it was that late. Because he seems surprised by how quiet and dark the house was. Yeah. He seems suspicious of that from the very start. Where if it was three in the morning, I don't think he would have been. Right. Right. I mean, it is winter time, so it probably 
get, I mean, around here it gets dark. It's dark by like five o'clock, five thirty. Right. Yeah, it's winter. Yeah, for sure. So. Oh, it could have been like nine, couldn't it? it? Yeah, exactly. Because you know, they, she gets home from Romero's and she looks in the fridge and says, "Is leftovers okay tonight, honey?" Right. And then she breaks down and he carries her upstairs and I don't think a lot of time went by till we see her in her little nightgown and writing Norman, the note. Yeah, and Norman puts her to sleep. And then Norman gets out of it when he's rescued. Right. He's right. Survived. Norman survives it. So it's not like it was hours and hours and hours. No. I doubt it, yeah. No, no. And I think he just missed saving Norma by minutes. I think we're, yeah. They so I bet you're right. I bet it's early yeah. night, late evening. Like nine, nine o'clock. Ten, yeah. You know, it's certainly not like two in the morning or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're that emotional and just exhausted, the you best can... thing to do is just crawl into bed, even if it's like six o'clock. It's yeah. Like, I just want to sleep this off, you know? Yeah. I just want to go away. So it wouldn't surprise me if they went to bed at like seven, you know? Yeah. I've done that. Where it's just like, I'm done with today. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But yeah, I really think he went over there. I think he just didn't like the feeling of those two being alone. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, he witnessed, he's the one that came and took Norman away to Pineview. I mean, she called him whispering, terrified. Oh, yeah, that... Voice you know, message, yeah, was a goodbye. It was, yeah, it was her saying, you know, thank you for everything you've done, you know. Crap! I wish you would have answered. <laughs> and so, uh, well, <laughs> that's it for me then. <laughs> thank you, you know. Yeah, I appreciate everything you did. Bye. Um, Rebecca's, <laughs> let's talk about her for a second. <laughs> so her, um, her wire scene, you know, it's yes. <laughs> even worse. Than I that. know. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> remember when we first met at Bob's? <laughs> <laughs> Surprised she didn't like talk into her breast. <laughs> but not only that, she's just like that. He kind of like nods and she's like, Yeah, I hope you do. Like she throws in her little jealous, yes, awfulness. And then her little, I don't think we got any sleep at all. And he like kind of rolls his eyes and she's like, You do remember that part, don't you? I don't, I did not notice that the first time. <laughs> Uh, I did. So not only is she like being super obvious, she's also just can't help but add those little jabby yep. jabs, jealous weirdness. For sure. 
Yeah, my favorite thing about Rebecca was the look on her face when, like, the scene opens and she's in the, she's still at the airport in that room. And she's just, or maybe it's the one with her lawyer. I don't know. She just looks like, I am so screwed. (laughs) Oh, man, I know. She so was. (laughs) Yeah, she was an idiot. Yeah. Any chick thoughts? I was wondering if did he just was he really gonna like screw Norma over and expose her secret until they had that scene on the bridge and did he have a change of heart or because by the next time you see her, when he delivers the window, he's there's no way he's gonna. Oh yeah, that's have a change of heart. Absolutely yes. But yes. I think his change of heart started earlier on. In the diner. In the diner was a big one. Um. I think it started started when he found out that Caleb was her had raped her that Dylan was her that Caleb was her brother and he's like oh that explains a lot you know right <laughs> I think I think he misread her a little bit just thinking I think he thought okay this is a great way to get what I want is to put a little fire under her and she's going to want to she's going to want this too it'll be win win right yeah because he's hurt them both. <clears throat> Caleb has. Yeah. And then, you know, he he's a little threatening in the kitchen when he brings it up the first time in their next scene together. Mm-hmm. When he's like, I don't like to be out of integrity with myself. Uh-huh. And then, so the diner scene hits, and I love... He just, he seems to just start really just liking her personally a lot. Mm -hmm. I love how, you know, he mentioned, he's like, you're so polite. And he's like, I like what you do in between when you talk with your hands. Yes. (laughs) Her little movements, I think he says. Mm -hmm. He like reenacts them a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I love that scene. And I didn't get to see it on the first time around. For some reason, my DVR got all, like, pixelated for, like, a bunch of the episodes. Oh, no. And I missed a bunch. So there were some parts I just missed altogether. Oh, wow. In a few of those episodes, those early ones. So I was really glad to see them in full. And, yeah, that was one of the things I missed, and I just loved it. That part of that that whole diner scene was all her up. like her admiring his cane was so yeah. genuine. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's a little quirky and he's a little quirky, and they just really appreciated each other. She loved his art, and I just loved those two. Every scene with Chick this season was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Loved Chick and everything this season. Yeah, and. 
yeah, it's it was interesting watching this time, you know, knowing that he ends up definitely not threatening her and just oh, even kissing her on the cheek. It was yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Enjoy your new window, Mrs. Bates. Oh, it was so sweet. Yeah, I think he just lost his need to get Caleb back through her. Yeah, I think his lust for revenge. I think it's still there. I think he would. He, he just doesn't want to involve. Just her. doesn't want to do it through her. Because she's like it was no, so I upsetting to her, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to hurt him, and that's just like, you know, just showed him a lot about her character. Right. Yeah, it was. She stunned him on the bridge, and oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely, just. Oh, I love that so much. And put the wind out of that sail. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love Chick and I want to think the best of him. And mm-hmm. so the first few scenes where he's kind of lighting a fire under her, he is a little scary and he's a little mincing to her. Mm-hmm. But never fully. And he always seems to respect her. Yeah. But it is a gradual it's a very gradual thing that he goes from his feelings about blackmailing her. I, you know, I guess that's the best term to use to just sure. letting it go. Yeah. And he did that window really fast. Yeah. Must have been like all he did. <laughs> 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 like all he did. <laughs> Anyway, it he was a little, by the end, I just loved that stuff so much that I kind of forgot. So watching it again was kind of surprising how mincing he was to her at a few points. Yes, I agree. And threatening, but he meant business. Yeah, he's pissed. Well, he should be. I mean, oh, well. Caleb- we felt the money same way. <laughs> drove off his wife and kid and left him, left for, him dead. for dead. You know, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> and stole twice as much money as he was owed. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't good. We were super ultra pissed at Caleb. Still am. Still are. It has not gone away. And I loved <laughs> in that diner scene again. He pointed out exactly what we were pointing out last season. How did Caleb know I wasn't going to go after Dylan? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid and a coward. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. That's a big hope for me for season five is that Chick gets his revenge on Caleb. <laughs> I know, I know. That's one of my questions for you guys for season five. Do you think we're gonna see Caleb? Probably. Probably, but we also don't have to. Sure. Like it's not one of those pressing things that I'd be like, they didn't resolve that. Exactly. I feel the same way. But I kinda hope they do. I, I I'm with Kat. I hope I hope he gets his revenge. Well, what is Caleb going to do when he finds out she's dead? 
Is he going to find out all the I way to Costa Rica know. when no one's talking? When not By even no Dylan. one, I mean. <laughs> I mean Norman and Dylan doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, Dylan doesn't even know. <laughs> He's just in Seattle. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. Because he misses him so bad. I was doing a little math in my head about Dylan's age, and he might be a little younger than I think. I was listening to Norma closely when she so she got knocked up and married, and then she said two years into it she had an affair and got pregnant with Norman. So Dylan, Dylan could be like eighteen months oh. older than. Norman. He could seriously be like barely 20. Are you talking about when she was talking to Romero in the restaurant? Yeah. She was lying to him. What? She wasn't telling Romero the truth at the restaurant. I think the only thing she lied about was that she got knocked up by her boyfriend, not her brother. Oh. Yeah. I I guess the timeline. Everything else was right. Everything else felt right. Yeah. I guess that could be. Anyway, I like thinking of Dylan as that young. For whatever reason. Yeah. It just I, all I've always thought of him as like around three years older than Norman. Me too, or even four. Yeah. But if we are to believe, she said she got knocked up, and then she married, and then two years into it, she said she had an affair and got pregnant. There's leeway there. I mean, how long after she got knocked up did she take off? Right. And also, the affair and got pregnant. Did she say, you know, we had an affair, and then after it started five months later? But there's not a ton of leeway. No, that's true, because the two years in could encompass nine months of pregnancy with Dylan. Yeah. Huh. Or, like, seven months pregnant, whatever. Hmm. Interesting. That might be all my thoughts. Yeah, I think thoughts as a whole. Because, yeah, because now we're going to talk scenes. So we'll still have thoughts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) These (laughs) are thoughts. I'm going through my notes of thoughts that don't include scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um... All right, what's first? Scenes? Yeah, let's do scenes. Cat, you're the guest. Do you want to give your number five? Um, okay. We kind of already mentioned it, but probably my number five is the scene where Norma meets Dr. Edwards for the first time. 
and while she's leaving, Pine uh, Yuki's yes. coming in, and uh, she tries the old sex kitten routine on him. <laughs> <laughs> fails miserably and then she just gets honest about it and then you know because she's so scared and then she kind of it works I mean not immediately she doesn't exactly get what she needs but at least kind of a door is open there oh it totally worked yeah yeah and then he he had you know gives her his card and says call for an appointment. Or she whatever. opened the door to something that otherwise I'm guessing would have been a six month waiting list. Exactly. Yes. Just by doing the right thing, by being honest instead yeah. of, you know, a little sex kitten routine. Yep. So, that's a great scene. That's well, I hated it, but I gotta include it in my top five. Is and we have talked about it. Um, Dylan and Norma's final scene. Mm, yeah. Just that whole, their whole scene. Him, just so upset about the earring, and her just being mad at him for making a big deal about it, and her like accusing him of, you know, you've you're just jealous of Norman. You always have been. And then she's like, I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so emotional. And then, you know, at the front, he runs downstairs. They both run downstairs and he's like, I'm done. I can't, you know, I'm out of here. Oh, and then he meets and he's Norman like, and she just, Oh, I know. Don't you dare say anything. It's I just, know. Just, he is getting the stink eye till he drives away from her. It is so sad. Oh, it's just it awful. And just knowing that that is their last scene together. I mean, just when he accuses her at the door, you know, you're not my mother. You've never been a mother to me. And she just goes, Dylan, you know, can I have the earring, please? It just, that's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> You know, when your adult son is saying, I'm out of here, you've never, you know, you've got to think, man, this could be my last time seeing him. She doesn't know she's going to die, but you just don't want to do that with your kids. No. And just instead of Dylan, let's go talk about this or let's, let's take a breath and, you know, she just chooses Norman right there. She got so one track minded Ugh. in the on that day that everything everything was secondary to this need, yeah, to protect Norman, yeah, and the, he runs downstairs and Norman's there, and he hugs him and says, "You need help, go get help." And like, Nor- she's not going, you need to be back in front of you, and she is not going to do it. Yeah. And boy, yeah. that just slid right off Norman's back. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me sad, because I feel like that's going to be one of his regrets. Why didn't he spend, he's going to be like, I should have spent more time. I should have stayed on with Romero and gotten him committed. Yep. I should have done more. He was just so done with them he had an interesting influence on norman he did 
you know. They had an interesting relationship, a big brother thing. And, you know, talking to him after Norman had died, when Norman kind of gives him the brush off, Norman has tears streaming down his face. Oh, Norman and Dylan have had some great scenes together. They really have. You know, just really cute older brother, younger brother stuff. Uh huh. That we have just always loved, you know. Yeah. And I just love that even though he knows his mom just picked Norman over him a few seconds before, he still just gives Norman a hug and says, go get some help, you know. He's not blaming it on Norman. No. You know, he is still, I don't know. I just, I just love Dylan and that scene is just so sad to me, but it's just so, it was so well done and just makes you feel so many things. Yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah. My number five is the courthouse scene. <laughs> I just love Norma's awkward leaning on him. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> Through the marriage scene with her being so surprised by his ring and and then by his kiss and leaning for leaning more in kiss. for more kiss. <laughs> I just love that scene so much. It was oh her turning around with the judge. Like, I know, looking worse. Mentions right? rings like, oh. <laughs> Is it back here on the shelf? <laughs> oh, she's so funny. I love her so much. <laughs> That's a great one. Cat number four? Number four. Um... I love when they're at the Christmas tree lot. <laughs> Norma is so pissed at Norman. He went to Alex that day and said, okay, you can get a divorce now. And she she's finds mad. out about it. Oh, she's so mad. And she does that whole thing. <laughs> and then she's like, what am I, some doll? Where the men folk get a fight over who gets me in the homestead? <laughs> oh, and then she just like finally tells him about how their re- relationship isn't just for the insurance anymore. <laughs> and he pukes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> I love that he throws up. That is just, I love that that's how it manifests itself. <laughs> I know. It makes him physically it ill. It makes him physically ill that. <laughs> It's so perfect. That is so telling. I'm so sad because I wrote that down as a favorite scene, but it didn't make it like when I was going through my notes and writing down all my favorite scenes so I could have them isolated. I skipped it. Oh. So I didn't rank it. I guess I'll have to call it an honorable mention. An honorable. Yeah, it's an honorable mention for me. Oh, man. I thought about including it, but I knew... One of you guys would have. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get them all covered. Yeah. I also love how kind of when she huffs off the first, when they first get there, she's like, let's go pick out a tree. <laughs> this is I know. her idea. <laughs> she was all excited about it. 
I love Norman making excuses for her being like the awkward parent to Norm- <laughs> Emma. And Dylan. I know. I love it when he's like, she's so moody. I forgot how moody she can be. <laughs> he's like, well, we can still have a good time or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he had some hot chocolate. He totally is like the dad, like, oh, your mom. <laughs> you know how she is. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, you've been in situations where, like, you witness, like, an uncomfortable scene. And yes. <laughs> and the one person that's left is like, woof, boy. <laughs> well. <laughs> so awkward. So awkward. And Emma and Dylan are like, mm. <laughs> And I just love how Norman's like, Hiding behind those trees, and I know. <laughs> Norma's like, "Don't jump out of me!" And he's like, "I didn't jump." I just love how he's creeping on her. <laughs> uh, so great, and that's the episode that Freddie wrote, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because we were like I love that he came up with that <laughs> I just diminished everything he said <laughs> and then she does it when she walks off <laughs> anyone can do that <laughs> I just diminished what he said so great so great oh, that was a good one Kat um, my number four is it's when, um, it's when she goes to Pineview to visit him and decides to let him come home and he confronts her about the marriage and <laughs> he's all, are you sleeping with him? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> poker face Norma <laughs> she just puts on this look of disgust like how could you even ask that? like he just asked her if she was sleeping with chick or something <laughs> over the dog or something Juno like... know <laughs> was like absolutely appalling I know <laughs> it ever crossed I know. anyone's mind <laughs> like she would have slept with Shelby's corpse <laughs> what are you talking about it's so amazing it's so hard <laughs> I know she was just trying so hard to make it seem like so, so ludicrous. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I think she was just like, can't believe you'd even ask me that. He does. <laughs> How can you even ask me that? <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that is the Norma I'm gonna miss. Yes. Yes. That's not head Norma. Head Norma wouldn't do that. that. You know. I know. It's sad. Yeah. Ems. 
My number four is Norma and Chick on the bridge in the vault. Mm. Oh, I love Chick's face. And I love I love how she pulls that gun on him and is so sure if, at first. Yeah. And she can't do it. And then she's so mad at herself and so mad at him and just mad at the situation and just it's like, go right the hell ahead. <laughs> yeah, like, I just wanted my window fixed. <laughs> Storms into her car and drives off, and he is just cocking his head and just like, well, that? that was something. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I just wanted to kill your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to get into all that. <laughs> it's just it's a good scene and it does good things it does it It does works on chick you know she again there's like a little theme here she just is honest Mm -hmm. and gets her way in a way yeah. If she lived long enough, she might realize that just little <laughs> acts of honesty like that, then it would become a habit, and it wouldn't her life wouldn't be ruined anymore. Yeah, yeah I know. Trust trust the people in your life a little bit, and yeah, be honest and listen to them. You know. Mm. Nope. All right, ready for my number three? Yep. Um, it is pretty creepy little scene when Norma finds Norman down in the basement. And she's just grabbed those scissors, you know, mm-hmm. called Romero. Mm-hmm. Whispery. I think we need to have him committed right now. <laughs> kind of thing. And, man, he does a little foreshadowing speech um, about how they don't belong in the world and they should take themselves out of the equation. And, you know, he says stuff like, um, you've painted me into a corner that I can't get out of. Maybe that wasn't that scene. But, no, he says... um, Ah, I just lost it. Oh, I love you, but I'm afraid of you. And that's a bad combination. That's up at the dinner table. Before. No, that's in the basement. Wait. I think it's up at the dinner table. Yeah, right. It's right before that. It's when the night kind of takes off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It starts. But he does. Table. Well, that's right. In the in the downstairs, she grabs the scissors and comes downstairs, and it's dark. And then he flips on the light, and yeah. he's got the he's got the paperwork from Pineview in his hand. Right. Yeah. And that's when he says, "You know, we just don't belong in this world anymore, Mother. We're broken. 
We've tried, we want peace and happiness, but the world just won't allow it. So let's take ourselves out of the equation because whatever there is after this, we will have peace and we will be together. So, oh, and then (laughs) he says, um, Oh, yeah, Norma's trying to, you know, convince him that Pineview is a nice place and I know they can help you. You just have to sign the commitment papers. And Norman goes, and leave you out here to run amok? (laughs) 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 Anyway, that whole basement scene just has a really creepy, creepy, ominous feeling to it. it Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, that is definitely the... I believe if Romero hadn't stepped in, that would have been a murder-suicide. It would have been, for sure. More violent than... Yeah, than the gas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that whole... That whole episode, and man, especially that last ten minutes or so, that was so horror movie creepy. Mm-hmm. Like when so she bad. comes down the stairs and she can hear the old movie going on and then sees oh, yeah. it's just on a laptop. Yeah, it's weird. Doesn't he say something about that? Like, I knew that's how I could get you down here is you'd worry about me or... Uh-huh, is to leave you alone. Is and... to leave you alone. Yeah. Oh, that is like serial killer crap right there. And he says that's the heartbreak of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, chilling. Chilling scene. Yeah. Sue Bob. My number three is uh, Norman's eulogy. That <laughs> she's half queen, half little girl. <laughs> she was like a miracle. My cross stitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pillow. Emily wants cross stitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved, I remember loving it when it aired and just watching it again. It's so fantastic, that whole funeral scene. Oh, yes. I love it so much. I love the older Mr. Wilcock coming up to him and like, I'm concerned there's no one else here. <laughs> and he's like, there's not going to be. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then just his weird eulogy that he had written down. Delivering and to nobody. Delivering to nobody, and the Wilcox yeah. are standing at the back going, huh, <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of stuff in my and it's, day. It's, it's, <laughs> it's half eulogy, half chewing out Norma. I know, and <laughs> yelling at her. Someone told me, what the hell the plan is? <laughs> <laughs> And then you see Romero walk in, and Norma looks over and goes, "Excuse me." Casket. <laughs> that weird picture of Norma's. Yeah. Yeah, like a glamour shot or something. <laughs> glamour shot. <laughs> Norman took that. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, the funeral is just. One of my favorites. So good. Oh, that was just amazing. It's just gold. Yeah. 
Oh, my number three is one of the most chilling things I've ever seen on TV. And chilling and beautiful, and I hate to bring it up, but the f- Mr. Sandman and the furnace uh, and the yeah. following that was the gas. That's one of my contenders. That's, yeah, honorable mentions for sure. It was amazing and cool. just beautiful, you know, just from a TV watching standpoint. Yeah. And a lover of interesting things to do with a camera. Right. That is up there. Oh. It's just watching it again. Uh, oh, it's so haunting and chilling and uh, amazing. I just love how they go back and forth from your inside the ducks and you're watching Norman you're from watching. inside. Shut mm-hmm. the ducks, yeah. But, you know, and then it switches to being in the room with Norman, watching him just walk around and closing those and just, mm-hmm. oh, it just brought me back to the first time I saw that, just going, oh, no. I know. It's Listening Norma. to our podcast and remembering how shocked we were. We yeah. were yeah. so shocked they killed her. Yep. Yeah, I remember we... Had we been spoiled that someone was going to die, or did we just have a feeling that someone was going to die? We knew, we had heard a spoiler that there was a funeral. That's right. Oh, really? In the last episode. Yeah, a funeral. That there was a, one of the final shots that they did was at a funeral home. Yeah. Yeah, like it was a, just a spoiler that they filmed in the last episode, they filmed at a funeral home. And so we're like wow, someone's going to die in the family, and we're going to have to, like... But we did never guessed it was her. Never. She was the last one besides Norman. We were pretty convinced it might be Dylan. Yeah, we thought they were going to have to... Or Emma. Or Emma, yeah. She could have taken a turn. Yeah, oh, man. So that's as spoiled as we got. Well, it was in the spoiler section, so if you were avoiding those in our podcast, you would have missed it. We never talked about it in the episode proper. No, I wouldn't have avoided it, because I just kind of listened after I'd watched them. So, I just forgot, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... That was beautifully shot, and just the whole thing was executed so beautifully. Oh, it was so amazing, and... Just watching it, I watched it again, you know, today was, that was one of the episodes I watched earlier today, and again, just that sinking feeling, you know, even though I knew, I know, you know, even knowing it still hit you, it's still hard to watch, yeah, it's hard to watch, and it did bring back that first time, I was like, nope, nope. No, what is what? <laughs> yeah, uh, just shocked. I was so shocked. Awesome. And I love how they do it like so the Sandman starts and you're in the duct and you just hear two of them close. And then the next one you see his face through it and he just closes it and you're oh. like, ah, yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. That's a good one. These are all good ones. 
I know. There's so much good to choose from. Yeah, I know. There is. It's hard. It's tough. You just have to do it and yeah. be like, yep. <laughs> that happened. I'm going to own it. Yeah. All right. My number two is the whole, like, last seven minutes of, what is it? The Vault? No, Unfaithful? Yeah, whatever. Um, the scene where Chick comes to deliver the window. The Vault. The Vault, yes. Yep, that's the Vault. Ugh! First of all, when Romero announces that Chick is there, she's just like, I just want to tell you I love you. <laughs> Her face. What did he say? He just he just doesn't pick up on it. He's like, you're telling me this now? Well, I love you too. But her face is like, like I think I said that in our first podcast. I'm like, it's, she's, it's like that... <laughs> teenager that wrecked the car and hasn't told her dad yet and he's about to go into the garage. I love you! Love you, Dad. Don't forget. That whole last seven minutes is just golden. Uh, it's amazing. Spoiler where, where alert. I, I will find that on my list coming up. <laughs> oh, need chick asks where he can set it down. He's like, you can set it down right here. I know she like points to the ground. <laughs> Go on, and he's like, or Romero goes, I think he's just talking about the window. You're going to be packing your bags in a minute, so just stay out of it. (laughs) Then, oh, man, she does that whole thing with Chick, and then the whole thing with Romero, and then what he says at the very end, just, Uh, oh, where are we going? Oh, it's just so amazing. It's It's so great. It's a perfect scene. It, it is. It is. Yeah, those last minutes. It's a perfect scene. Yep. It really is. Yeah. I mean, Chick just walking up to her and kissing her on the cheek. And after she calls him a big, giant, lame asshole or whatever. It's a giant, lame asshole scene, too. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, it's not in my quotes because it's. It's just in my favorite scene, so I wrote some of it down. <laughs> you want to hear it? Yes. Um, she's like, go ahead, tough guy. Do what you're going to do. Break the woman in half. But you know what? I'm not broken. I'm still standing. So go ahead. Do your best, you giant, lame asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, I love when she's doing that. You can set it right here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Chick's face. He's like, well, first he's like, um, whatever, you know, he's talking to Romero and she's like, so are you saying that we all we have, have things, secrets it is inside us? His face is just like, be cool, Norma. I know. It's like, remember the bridge scene? I'm, I'm over it now. Just yeah. <laughs> through the window. And he, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he says to Romero, but. You know, he, just his face. It's like, didn't you just hear my speech about not oh, not knowing what we're capable of until we're tested? That was right. called for I'm over it. 
<laughs> she doesn't catch on. <laughs> no, and she's then... just so sure that he's gonna tell Romero her little secret, and it's just he's gonna leave. Yep. And then yeah. he walks over and kisses her on the cheek, cheek, and calls her Norma Bates and enjoy your window, Norma Bates. Yeah. And oh, then just so great. She's honest with Romero. And she's more honest than she even needed to be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just love it when Chick leaves and Romero's like, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she mentions Caleb and what he did. He's like, that guy I had dinner with? It's <laughs> like, you could tell, it's like, mental note, punch that guy in the teeth next to him. You know, Batman Romero, that guy's ass. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> initiate Batman Romero. <laughs> next time you see that guy's face. also says this is one of those times where my quotes and my scenes just had to right they kind of hung together so she tells him that she never loved anyone enough to feel obligated to be honest yeah yeah love that she says and it sucks sucks because i can't hide and i want to and i want to but i can't and then she talks about chick's blackmail and then when she says that he would spread it around town and it would humiliate you, that's when she, like, breaks down the most. And that is so sweet. Yes, it's so sweet. Like, that's the most upsetting part, that it was going to humiliate him. Him, yeah. And then she's like, so, so I don't know, just go pack your bag. And he says, okay, where are we going? No, it's so great. Well, he says, okay, and she just kind of looks so hurt, you know, like, oh. And then he's like, where are we going? And just her cry, and uh, ah, it's so great. Yep. It's my number one scene. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't be talking about it again. (laughs) (laughs) You have a number two? Or Sue's number. My number two. My number two is the dinner scene with Norman and Norma where he just freaks out on her. That's mine. Norman losing it on Norma over turkey pot pie. Yep. And just accusing her of killing, you know, Bradley and Miss Watson and how he says that He's afraid of her. It just Freddie Highmore is so amazing in that. I, I just oh, this can't is his Oscar or whatever where, his Emmy contender scene. Apparently not. <laughs> but if the Emmys, yeah, if the Emmys were meaningful, right? It just, I just can't believe where he went, and shaking and crying and. Just, oh, it's just amazing. Well, he's so honest with her. Yes. And betrayed. He is so betrayed. Yeah. And it's all 
his sickness. It's not her. He's betrayed at head Norma. He just doesn't know it. I know. He has worked out that she killed all these people and is blaming him. I mean, if you really look at it from his point of view, it's amazing. Yeah. He just does not know what to do. He is so... He just loses it. It... Yeah, he's just betrayed. disturbing. It's so disturbing, because, yeah, like you said, Adam, he's, he is so betrayed by her, because he really thinks that it's her doing it and blaming him for it, you know? Yeah, and just think about how that awful is that'd be. awful. It's your mother, you know? It's so sad his mind is doing that. That his mind him. is doing that to himself, yeah. And her, the look on her face, and then she just jumps up and yeah. runs upstairs. It's just so, and that's just where the rest of the whole episode is just amazing. Just that cat and mouse. Yes. Yeah. Hitchcock stuff. It was so Hitchcock feeling to me. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot in this season. Very Hitchcocky stuff. Yeah. And just... Yeah, and Freddie is just amazing. He is amazing. He's so good. He is so good. Oh, I just love them for their foresight to hire these actors they hired. All of them. I love them so much. Oh, the cast, just every single one of them. Yep. Amazing. And I don't, I think every single one of the cast has surprised them and elevated their characters and elevated themselves Mm -hmm. more than the casting team ever thought. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy how, you know, the movie Psycho has been kind of a part of my life since I saw it for the first time at like nine or ten years old. Mm -hmm. And Freddie has easily replace Norman Bates in my mind. Yeah. I When I think of Norman Bates, I don't think of Anthony Perkins. Yeah. I think of Freddie Harmore, you know, and I never thought that would happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole show has lent such a, a pathos to these characters that you don't get in the movie at all. Yeah. Especially Norma. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like this, that, man, just how the writers just put us through the ringer, you know? You feel so bad for him. Yeah. As you just see the struggle and the confusion and the betrayal. But yet you just, he kills her, you know? I mean, ah. Well, he never stops saying She's the most wonderful person in the world. Yeah. You know? Right. He probably says it in every episode this season. He never stops with that. Even when he thinks she's betraying her, she's still the most wonderful person in the world. Yeah. She may be a killer and blaming it on me, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's heavy stuff. Heavy. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So, Kat, what's your number one? We didn't do M's number. It was the same. Oh. All right. Well, my number one is, and this is cheating, but <laughs> the whole episode <laughs> Mormon. That hmm. whole episode is the best thing in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest TV in the world. If I had to narrow it down to one scene, I mean, the whole thing is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to do one dumb little scene that forever haunts my brain, and I love it so much. When Norman goes to the preparation room to see her, and he does the ring exchange, or put, takes the ring off her finger, but then he, he looks down at her and whispers, I wish you'd just tell me the plan, Mother. Mm-hmm. And then she opens her eyes and gives him this little look for just a second. That is just, I love it. <laughs> I love it That's so amazing. Much. It just, her little look just says so much Yeah, in his little brain, like, don't worry, this is all according to plan. Yep, it solidifies in his mind, okay, this is, oh. you're still faking it, okay, you know, that's what I needed. It's all gonna be okay, this is all just my plan, so, oh my gosh, I love that, that his brain did that. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that whole episode so much. It's terrifying and so scary. And the first time I watched it, I didn't think I'd ever sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me so bad. Oh, there are just... <laughs> oh, but I've watched it like two or three times since, and it doesn't scare me so much anymore. But that whole episode is amazing. It is. It's a great episode. It's amazing. It's amazing. And what it means for lovers of the movie yeah. are just, yes, you can't even put a price on it. No. Oh. No, it is. It's a great episode as a whole. It really is. It's. I mean, everything. It has the funeral. It has her creepy eyes. It, it's just perfect. Oh man, him falling! Strange. <laughs> it creeped me out all over again when the car <laughs> he pulls up in the Mercedes and she's in it with him, and oh, oh man, yeah, that and her is... head is like at a weird angle, and yeah. oh, ah. so scary when he flops her out of the grave and she like rolls over on her side, and oh. <laughs> It's just so good. So good. Yeah. Well, that was a cheat, especially when we're doing favorite episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Guess we know which one's. (laughs) What's your number one, too? Well, my number one is. Chicken Norma at the diner. I I love that scene so much. (laughs) So much happens in it. And I love how, I mean, of course, my favorite scene is going to have chicken in it. (laughs) Um, I just love his, the way he talks to her about 
her and her brother and, you know, him saying, he's a bad guy, you know. Uh-huh. This is not your fault, you know. And I, I just, because there's no way anyone has ever talked to Norma like that. About this, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-uh. So I just, I don't know. I just love that whole scene. We talked about it earlier, so I don't want to go over, but just her admiring his walking stick, him ordering a club sandwich. No mayo. No mayo. It was a little scandalous. (laughs) 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 But just how, how right there. I really think that's where he went. I like this woman. I don't want to hurt her. Yeah. You know. Um also when he's like <laughs> he's being so candid about her having sex with her brother uh, and then the waitress walks up and she's like, "Wow." <laughs> I know. And I just love how he approaches it. He's like, "So, what's up with you fiddling bits with your brother?" <laughs> <laughs> Just like the thing he does with his fingers. (laughs) And he makes her say it out loud. I know. Yeah. I just I just think that's such a great scene. It's a great scene. It's one of my honorable mentions. And the (laughs) I love that she admires his cane without even referencing the doll head. (laughs) I know. <laughs> she just she sounds so sincere and it's like just ignoring the fact that he's got a doll head lashed to it. <laughs> That's so Not weird. That weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. It was the other one that was gonna be my number one, but I'll just make it an honorable mention is the chicken Norman scene mm-hmm. when chick brings him the casserole. That's one of my honorable mentions too. Cause I love the chick is the sanest one in the room mm-hmm. yeah. and he really, you know, you just got to hand it to chick. He's man. He's just, he says it like it is, and he says it with such, like, wisdom or something. Yeah, there's something. There's something there, you know. <laughs> there's something to that guy. He figures things out, and then, yeah. Well, and he just seems to know how to talk to people and how to get through to them. Yeah. You know, just the way he tells Norman, you know, death is, it's hard to wrap your brain around. You're, you're around them every day, and then, poof, they're gone. And I just love how he's like, you know, she's dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> and know? he's he's so sad about Norma at the beginning. I mean, he is just genuinely torn up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then seeing Norma and not freaking out and just yep. kind of giving Norman his space about it is yeah. amazing. It Who is. Who in the world? I don't know. Chick is the only person way. on this earth that would do that. Yes. You know, and I love how he's like, I'm going to come check on you in a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Know? I it's also like, love what that scene means. So well. What it means for the future of Chick and Norman. Mm-hmm. 
it's a world of possibilities. Yeah, I love that Chick knows, and I love the way he handled it. And I love how it got through to Norman. I mean, out of all, mm-hmm. out of seeing her on the embalming table, being at her funeral, digging her up, that wasn't enough right. for him to think that she's dead. And it was Chick that convinced him that she's dead. Yeah, and not she, her also not her opening eye. her eyes and then gluing them and knowing she's not looking at him. Yeah. Knowing that there's something wrong still. And then Chick just crashes it all down. Yeah. Just by saying, you know, she's dead, right? It's fantastic. I think it's because someone entered his world. Yeah. And got it. Saw it. And I think it just woke something up into him that he didn't have before. Right, because if Chick would have freaked out and been like, oh my, you know, what did you do? You know, (laughs) he would have been killed. Norman would have, like, smashed a lamp over his head or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the end of Chick. And I just loved watching Chick kind of figure it out. He kind of sees her over his shoulder, and then he takes a step into the house more. (laughs) And he goes... So her funeral was today. Right? Yeah, today. that was crazy. <laughs> it's like, like this isn't one of those things where people like bring the, the body home. Days, used to bring the body home for a few days before the funeral, a little wake right. thing. You could just see the wheels going in Chick's mind. Like, yep. is this one of those things? No, she, her funeral was today. You know, and she's, <laughs> and then he's, you know, Norman's kind of dirty. He's got like dirt on him, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that Chick sized up Norman just right then. Just instantly. It was his first time meeting him. Yep. You know. And I think he gets some way more than Romero does. So I've got two honorable mentions we have not mentioned yet. Okay. One is Norman. At Pine View, thinking he's going to be a really sad day with, uh, with it's during it's in the lights of winter with, with um, Dickie and the, the orderly. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Well done. Good well job. done. <laughs> and then he like tells Doc Edward, "This one doesn't get that I'm being released." <laughs> And Dickie is just watching the scene so intently. Oh, and also the, we haven't met. I'm Dickie. Yes, we have. Last night, this morning, twice. He shakes his hand. Dickie just doesn't move. So he's like, shake. (laughs) Yes, it's the third time. I won't have to deal with Dickie anymore after the next five minutes. (laughs) Because I'm being released. I love that scene. I love it, too. And then um, Dr. Edwards meeting Head Norma for the first time. That was a mind blow for me. I had no idea the show would introduce anyone knowing that he had a had a dissociative personality disorder. I thought that was never going to come up. Right. And no one was going to figure it out. So that just blew my mind. And it was he was so cool about it. 
yeah. handled it awesome. And it was just awesome. Of that scene. That's a great scene. to admire 